Thank you so much for joining us today. God wants to use people like you to help build his kingdom. And one of the greatest ways to do that is to serve in the local church. If you want to get involved with College Park Church, visit collegeparkchurch.org and click on Get Involved. Also, if you'd like to help support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting collegeparkchurch.org to choose the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. You may be seated. Um, Look to your neighbor and say you look good this morning. Look to the other person who wasn't good enough to be your first choice and say you look all right as well. You look all right as well. Oh, my goodness. Someone shout ghost stories. I'm so excited. One of the reasons why we're even in this moment is because of stories that we have heard throughout our entire life. One of the ghost stories my son Gavin said, I alluded to it two weeks ago, he heard a story about Bloody Mary. And when he heard that story about Bloody Mary, he was scared to walk into the bathroom because he was afraid this, this, this fake thing, this coming from a fake story would take his life. Until we confronted it, went into the bathroom, and I was like, this ain't real. And I was like, let's say it right now, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. I was like, anything coming out that mirror after you? He goes, no, it's fake. I'm like, yeah, it's fake. And he walks out the bathroom, goes into the living room, and is like, Judah, so-and-so was a liar. That he's fake. And I wonder how many times we've heard stories told by other people in regards to how we are able to walk free in God but we walk in fear because of the ghost stories that people have said around our life. Churches, denominations, and non-denominations who have painted a picture of who God isn't, but are communicating to us, this is who he is. Last time I checked, the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is what? Scripture says, he hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Understand that fear is not a feeling. Fear is a spirit that tries to attach itself to your mind. That's why scripture says in Romans 12 to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And if you want your life to be transformed, then you have to renew your mind through the stories that you are listening to and that are being poured into your life. The stories you hear, the things you listen to, determine the condition and the direction of your soul. The things you hear and the things that you listen to, whether through TV, music, people, family, or friends, determine the condition and the direction of your life. And we're just going to go through God's Word. Is that okay? And hear what God says about our life. Is that all right? If you have your Bibles, if you would open them up to the book of Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 18. The book of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 through 18. This is what God's word says. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Like, all the places you go, people got a lot of opinions. Wherever you go, people are going to have their, their own say on something. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Everybody got an opinion. But the next verse I love. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And then Jesus turns it up a notch. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And in verse 16, continuing, Simon Peter 
answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you. He didn't say to them, he said to him. Why? Because Peter was the only one that had conviction. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, people didn't reveal this to you, but my father who was in heaven. And also I say to you, Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail again. Verse 18, we'll say it one more time. And also I say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. You know what is very interesting in life is that as, I, as I'm learning God's word, as I'm trying to expound on the meaning of what was really said, the word Simon literally means hearer. Not doer, but hearer. It's a listener, not someone who applies what he hears. He's a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word. But there comes this pivotal moment in Peter's life where he has heard so much from people more importantly, Jesus is trying to see, what have you heard from me? There are a lot of people trying to direct your life on what you need to do, but are you listening to me and how I want your life to be directed by me? See, because if, you don't, if God isn't directing your life, someone else is. If you're not managing your life, life is managing you. If you're not managing your time, time is managing you. And so if you're not living for God's purpose, you're living for someone else's. You're either, leaving for, you're either living for your spouse's purpose. You're either living for your boss's purpose. You're either living for your kid's purpose. But I want to know, Jesus is saying, whose purpose are you living for today? Can somebody shout amen? And so here in this scripture, Jesus says this thing, who do you say that I am? In other words, he's saying, Simon, hearer, what have you heard throughout your life? And there came this conviction. See, everyone else, all they cared about was what they say. Jesus wanted to see, no, 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 what do, you, what do you say? Because they will always have something to say. Uh, you know, I have people come to me a lot, and they're like, Pastor Mark, man, have you heard what they said? You know what I tell them? I don't care what they say. <laughs> because they can say whatever they want to say. They always have an opinion of what needs to be done today. I don't care what they say. All I care about are the people who are adding value, who are adding faith, who are adding to my future and to God's purpose and my life today. Those are the only people I care what they have to say. And if you're not careful, you will always listen today and not understand what he has said to you today. And what will end up happening is the words of the world will end up crowding the words that God is trying to speak into your life today. I just wonder, what words are you living your life by? What words are directing your life right now? What promises of God? Because here's the thing. The word of God is our compass. The word of God is our direction. What is directing your life today? Are you living for potential or are you living for God's purpose? Because Jesus had the potential to take care of Caesar. He had the potential to take himself off the cross. Jesus had the potential to wipe out Rome, but he did not fill his potential. He fulfilled God's purpose when he said, it is finished on the cross. Why? Because it's not about potential. It's about purpose. And he knew who he was in Christ. Why? Because he learned 
He heard, he listened to what God said. In fact, Jesus would say over and over again, I only speak what God says. I only speak what God says. I wonder what you're speaking today. Are you speaking what your mama said, what your spouse said, or what God has said? Because when you start speaking what God has said, people will think you're crazy. People, someone shout crazy. You see, when I start telling people my dream and what God has spoken to me, the people think, I've, man, did you just drink the red Kool-Aid? I start telling people, man, you know, you're a world changer. You are a planet shaker. You are a city taker. And people are like, man, those are pastor cliches. No, they're promises of God. Because my, my Bible says that God formed me and created me in his image and his likeness. So if I'm creating the image of God and in the likeness of God, whatever he can, I can. Because his DNA flows through me today. Okay, I'll take the two amens. Thank you, Pastor Chris. I'll take the, I'll take the three or five claps, who, people who agree. Does anybody believe that you are made in the image and likeness of God? Yeah. I still don't believe that. I mean, that's a nice golf clap right there. Because the, 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 the point of the matter is this. What you speak is a reflection of what you believe. What you speak is a reflection of what you believe. But what you believe is created by what you think. And what you think is birthed by what you hear. What are you hearing today? Jesus is trying to take this same principle that I'm trying to teach you today and say, you know what? Are you just a hearer or are you a doer? See, my, my son Gavin has the spirit of entrepreneurship. <laughs> this guy done sold 10 Hershey bars as he walked into church for the first 15 minutes. The guy is always trying to make money. One of the things Judah and Gavin always talk about over the last, uh, man, more so, the, the beginning of the school year, they keep talking about, or the beginning of the school year last year, they talk about this. Man, I want to own a Lamborghini. I want to own a Bugatti. I'm like, boy, you better get a good job. Does anybody know what I'm saying? Not just any job. You better get a high-paying job to be able to afford something like that. And so I was like, even though you want that, what are you doing to somehow get closer to that? And so they're, you know what they do now? They are constantly trying to make money. I mean, Judah and Gavin are selling erasers that are used for a dollar at school, and people are buying it. They're selling used scissors in our house and getting people to pay them one or two dollars for it. They get, the, the, when they become stars, when they get star student in the class, meaning they're really good students, they have this little treasure box. And if you're a star student, you get to pick a prize. You know what they do with the prize? They sell it. <laughs> hey, you want, hey, what prize do you want? I'll, I'll get it, but sell it to you for a dollar. And, and people buy it, man. It's crazy. Here recently, they got one prize where they can make these little rubber band things or whatever. And instead of selling the entire box, they're like, I can sell each band for a dollar. And now for one prize, I think they made like over 20 bucks in like three days off these little rubber bands. I'm like, come on, somebody. Can we just thank God for a spirit of entrepreneurship? You know what I mean? You better pay your tithes, though, boy. You better pay your tithes. Here's the thing. Even though there was something in their life they wanted, you can want something for so long, but until you take action and do something about it, you'll never get it. And here is a 10-year-old boy 
Gavin, in the last two months, who has made $175? How many 10-year-olds do you know hustling and peddling stuff to make money? You know what I mean? Why? Because when you really want something, you'll find a way. When you really want something, you'll make a way. If not, you'll what? You'll make an excuse. So it's not enough what you say, because what you say stems from what you believe. But what you believe stems from what you think, and what you think is determined by what you hear. What are you listening today? Are you hearing God's word trying to build a faith in your life? Are you hearing God's voice trying to strengthen up your family, trying to strengthen up your business? Do you realize God cares about your business? God cares about your finances. God cares about your family. God cares about your soul. God cares about every part of your life. He cares about it all. So much so that he says, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. God doesn't just care about you coming to church. God cares about you coming to church, but God cares about how you are at work. God cares about you waking up. God cares about you laying your head down. God cares about every choice you make. God cares about you. That is how much God loves you. That is how much God has invested in you. But he wants to know, do you believe that I really care that much about you? Do you really believe that I really want to guide you? Do you really believe that I want to change the very fabric of your life, the condition of your heart, and the direction of your life? Because facts are this. The thoughts Gavin and Judah thought determined the words he spoke. I'm going to be rich one day, Daddy. They, I love my boys. They think big. Some people will say, you know what? Man, don't, don't let them talk about that. I want them to talk about that. I want them to talk about, I want to live in a big house. I want to have nice clothes. I want them to dream big. I want them to have great ambition. I want them to believe I can achieve anything. I want them to believe that I can get anything as long as I am determined to put the work in it. Especially in the kingdom of God that I can have enough faith to believe that God's going to give us cities we never built. God's going to give us buildings we never built because that's what God's word says. Do either we believe it or we don't. Do we believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? Do we really believe that God is faithful to his word, that he will take it and carry it into fruition? Do, really, do we really believe that God is a God of resurrection? But how often do we speak it? Is it consistent or is it just a moment? Is it consistent or is it just a moment? You see, it's easy to come in a church service and talk and to have a moment with God and speak these songs as declaration of faith. But when you go home and all hell has broken through, what are you going to listen to? When, when you're, you have family members in your world trying to speak against you, when you have church folk who are trying to kill, steal, and destroy the faith of God, the word that he's spoken in you, what are you going to believe? What are you going to listen to? And I, I, I would submit this, that most of us know right, but most of us aren't speaking right because we allow, we allow the words of the world to win in our life. Scripture says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I know the condition of someone's heart by watching their tongue. I can know the condition of a person's soul 
by just listening, listening to them speak. And I would submit that most people don't really believe they're world changers. Because instead of speaking by faith, in the moment they're standing in, we rehearse, rewind, and replay all the hurt of our history back in the day. The past sins of drug addiction, the past sins of our spouse's adultery, the past sins of us falling to a church people, the past sins of preachers falling to adultery. All these past sins when at the end of the... See, here's the thing. I'll hear people tell, tell me a lot, Pastor Mark, you just don't understand. You had great mentors, and I have. I've had great people in my life. God has blessed me beyond measure with some of the greatest pastors ever. But you know what, Pastor Blake? My wife was alluding to this yesterday with a couple we were meeting with. She started talking about all the other things that have happened bad. But I choose to speak life, not death, blessings, not curses when it comes to people's lives. Because everybody, if you look at them long enough, got issues. Everybody, if you look and spend time with them long enough, are going to get on your nerves. And all the married folks said, come on. We all need some time away from somebody. We all need some time away from everybody. Why? Because if we spend time with someone a long time, my gosh, it's, take my life, Jesus, and take the wheel. Because there comes a time when you, if you constantly listen to the words of the world, it will become, and it will crowd your life. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, whatever he thinks in his heart, so is he. The ESV version says he is inwardly calculating. That is crazy. New King James says whatever he thinks in his heart, so is he. ESV says he is inwardly calculating. What are you calculating? What thoughts are you rehearsing? What images of your past are you going over and over and over again about your life? Are you always going over the mistakes? Are you always going over the, the sin? Are you always going over the failures? Are you always going over the faith? Are you always going over the promises? Are you always going over what God has spoken into your life? What are you speaking over your life? Because the way you think is crucial. Someone shout after me. The way we think is crucial. Your life is not built by getting the big break or the right circumstances or being in the right place at the right time with the right people. Your life is built by your thoughts. Your life is built not only by your thoughts and the way you think, but also the words you speak in your life. Not only is the way you think cr crucial, but the way you speak is crucial. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. The way you know the condition of someone's heart, again, watch what comes out of their tongue and mouth. Do you really believe God has saved you? Do you really believe his sins, that your sins are nailed on the cross? Do you really believe he has redeemed you and made you whole? And Jesus, he speaks to them and asks in verse 13, who do people say that I am? In verse 15, he says, what about you? What do you say? Who do you say that I am? And next, we see only Simon spoke up. Why? Because maybe he had God's thoughts and not the only people and not from other people. And in verse 18, because he spoke up, 
And in verse 18, this is, this is the, the sustratum of everything. The thing that just <laughs> has been wrecking my life. Jesus responds to Peter and says, I tell you who you, I will tell you now who you are. You are no longer Simon just to hear, but you are Peter and you are the rock. I'm going to tell you who you are. Someone shout, God will tell me who I am. But God will only tell you who you are when you start believing on who he is to you. And God responds back to Peter. You are the rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Notice this. Jesus tells him, you are going to be a rock. Jesus tells him, I'm going to build my church on you. And Jesus knows he's going to deny him. Jesus knows that he's going to get in front of a girl and cuss to these people saying, I don't know him. Jesus knew in this moment when he's declaring this amazing, bold, prophetic statement over Peter, you're going to be the rock and I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell. He knew Peter would turn his back on him because here's the thing. God does not declare over you. God does not define you. God doesn't label you. God doesn't speak over you based on what you have done. God speaks over you what he has already spoken. And what he has spoken is, you are my son. You are my daughter. I'm going to tell you who you are. You are a world changer. You are a planet shaker. You are a city taker. You are healed. You are redeemed. To those who believe are made whole, are made new. You're not recycled. You are made new because because of what he has done, not because of what you did. He doesn't label you based on your mistakes. He doesn't label you based on your denials. He doesn't label you based on your failures. That's the good news. He labels you in such a way, Jeremiah 29, 11 says that there is a hope, there is a future that I have for you. Not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. Someone shout, God has a future for me. And it's big. But as you dream big, are you willing to talk big? Are you willing to walk big? Are you willing to declare big to everybody around you that hears and sees your life? I believe that we're going to change this world. I believe our church is going to grow in 2020. I don't think it's a coincidence that the next year is 2020. God's given us 2020 vision when it comes to his kingdom. God has given us 2020 vision when it comes to the clear path of where he is taking our church to walk in the supernatural. God has given us 2020 clarity that we are going to raise up the greatest of leaders to be able to experience the greatest of harvest, and we are going to see the greatest wave of God's spirit. Does anybody believe that with me? God's going to give us buildings we never built. God's going to give us cities we've never built. Why? Because of the souls that we are stewarding well. I wonder, I wonder if God answered all your prayers, would it only change your life or other people's lives around you? If God was to answer your prayers right now, every one of them, how many people will be changed by his grace, mercy, and power? I would, I would submit to you today that the, all, most of us, when we talk about the calling of God on our life, it's only about our life. The prayers that we pray every night only affect our life. But I wonder how many of us have a heart of God like, like David had. 
God would speak about David, who was one of the biggest womanizers in the Bible. One of the biggest womanizers that when he was dying on his deathbed, they're wondering, how in the world is he alive? Well, take a naked virgin, put it in the bed. If he doesn't touch her, he must be dead. And that's how they figured out that he was actually dead. You talk about, you think your spouse and everyone else is a womanizer, read your Bible. And yet God said, this is a man after my own heart. Why? Because he cared about God's people. Every giant that raised its head, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Today, God's going to deliver you into my hands. Today, you're going to die. Today, no longer will you mock God's view. No longer will you put the spirit of fear in God's church. No longer. I see a problem. Guess what? I'm not going to talk about the problem. I'm not just going to criticize the problem. I'm not going to create a small group about the problem. No, I'm going to do something about the problem. I'm just not going to connect with other people who see the problem, connect with other people who feel the problem, connect to other people who have experienced the problem. No, I am going to take care of this problem, and this giant is going to die. Every giant that we see in this city, whether it be racism, whether it be segregation, that giant is going to die. People being overlooked, overvalued, based on economic, based on color, based on whatever kind of degree, that giant is going to die. I don't care if it's just me and a few, but I believe that there are some giant slayers, some giant killers, world changers who say, you know what, I don't believe it, but I'm going to allow God to use my life. I'm going on. I'm no longer going to hear the word but I have so much passion, belief, and faith inside of me. I am a rock. And like God spoke over Peter, God speaks over you. I'm going to change your life if you will just change your mind. I will transform your life if you will just transform and renew your mind. These aren't just ghost stories, fables. Disney, Disney created movies about God that, they're, you know, we read and we're like, oh, we just put it on back on the shelf. We put the DVD back on the shelf. For those of you who's still on VHS, you put it back. I'm praying for you. How many of us do that in our faith? We just, like a movie, we just, we, we watch it on a Sunday morning for about an hour and a half. And then once we leave, we put it on the shelf in our mind. It's nothing more than a story. And it hasn't transformed into a lifestyle. All it is is the word that we heard, like Simon, whose meaning means hearer, to only walk out and never do what he heard. The Bible says those people who are a hearer, not a doer, are like a person who looks at the reflection of who they are, only to walk away to forget what they've seen. And so many of us walk away from the anointing. We walk away from the promises and prophetic word. We walk away from the breakthrough. If we would just declare in the midst of doubt and fear who God is to you and me today. Who is God? You see, in a little bit, we're about to have water baptism. And we're about to celebrate with people who want to celebrate and tell the world, I'm not ashamed of God. Who I used to be is no longer. 
The Bible says old things are passed away. I want to declare when I come out the water that dead man is gone. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Who I used to be no longer. The way I used to act no longer. But like the Bible says, though the righteous man falls seven times, what? 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 So we're not, we know we're not perfect. Then stop acting like it when it comes to believing God's word. You're going to get it wrong at times. You might fall at times. But when you fall, what, church? You, what, church? Don't let it just be a story you hear on a Sunday morning. Don't let it be just a word that just ha- goes on for an hour and a half. Let it breathe life and let it be activated in your life that when you, wherever you step, God's word says he's going to give it to me. God's word says whatever I touch, it's going to be blessed. Ephesians 1.3 says every heavenly blessing is mine. Do you really believe that? Then what is your declaration from your mouth? Because the declaration from your mouth is the condition of your heart. And how you have connected it to hear God's voice speak into your life. Let me move on. Matthew chapter 15, <coughs> verse 11, it says this. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. And the words you speak from your heart. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. Verse 15. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Verse dropping down at verse 18. It says the words you speak come from your heart. You want to change what's coming out of your mouth? Then change what you are allowing to come into your heart. You want to change what's coming out of your mouth? Change what you are listening to that is affecting your heart. Change what, not only what you are allowing to come into your heart, but change what you are believing. If I change what's coming in, I will change what's coming out. It's that old computer phrase, garbage in, garbage out. It's not what we speak that we need to change, but it's the sources that we believe. It's not what we speak that we need to change, but it's the sources that we believe. Over time, I've had so many Bibles, and each time in the Bible, I always write confessions or declarations. And so recently, I've been writing them again for my life because I got to remind myself because the world is always speaking. Not only is the world speaking, but God is speaking. And there are two voices that are competing to position itself in my mind. And so these are some of the words of confession that I've written out for myself. <clears throat> John 1, 12, I am, I am God's child. Another one I love is as a disciple, I'm a friend of God, John 15, 15. I have been justified, declared righteous in God, Romans 5. I'm united with the Lord and one with him, 1 Corinthians 6. I'm a member of Christ's body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I am chosen by God and adopted as his child. Ephesians 1, 3. I am redeemed. I am forgiven of all my sins. Colossians 1. I am complete in Christ. 
I have complete access to the throne of grace, Hebrews 4. I am secure. I am free from condemnation, Romans 8. I am sure God is working everything out for my good, Romans 8, 28. How many of you want to break through and experience God's signs, wonders, and miracles in your life? Can somebody shout amen? amen? Oh my God, I don't have enough time. Number one, filter what you take in. Number two, focus on the proper perspective. Number three, boldly declare who you are in Christ. Number one, filter what you take in. Philippians 4, it says, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is just, think on these things. Are you thinking on what God thinks? Or are you thinking on negative things? Are you thinking on what God desires? Are you thinking of what your lustful heart desires? Are you thinking what God thinks? Are you thinking just what you think when it comes to your ministry, when it comes to your anointing, when it comes to your money? Are you thinking God's purpose over your life? Focus on the proper perspective, not just your current circumstances. There's a big difference because the circumstances of my life might direct me to another way to act. The circumstances around me, what I see might distract me in order to be who God has called me to be. But here's the thing. If you can't change your current circumstance, you can change your perspective. There are certain things in life I can't change. I can't change my mom dying in in August of last year. I can't change when I hear a student committing suicide. I can't change that. But I can change my perspective that today I will do everything I can to make sure everyone experiences life. And I will work my tail off. I will pray my tail off. I will work my guts out and I will pray my guts out to see people come to know Christ. I might not be able to change my past, but I can change my present by changing my perspective. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, think on these things, Philippians 4 8. Someone shall change your perspective. Last but not least, declare boldly and fiercely who you are in Jesus Christ. Declare, someone shout, declare boldly. Declare fiercely who you are in Jesus Christ. If you are silent about who you are in Christ, don't be surprised when the promises of God are silent in your life. Are you listening this morning? Some of you, the reason why you're not experiencing the promises of God because you are not declaring God's word in your life. Dude, I, man, I, I, I preach now to this bigger crowd when, I only had, when we only had four teenagers. Ain't nothing changing my preaching. I preach as fierce and as boldly now. Meredith, you remember when we were in Planet Red Youth Ministries as if I was speaking to thousands. Why? Because I will declare Boldly, the promises of God in season and out of season. Because here's the thing. I refuse to, to listen to the lies of the enemy. You know what one of those lies of the enemy are? Performance. The performance lie where I am based on what I've accomplished. I am based on what I have done. I am based on what I have produced in my life. I am not my performance. I am not a summation of what I am accomplished. I am who God says I am before anything I've ever done on earth. And here's the thing about it. 
Some of you think you're great when work goes great. Some of you think life is on top and you feel like you're on top when everybody else is on top. Guess what? They might fail at the bottom sometime. Yes, sales might be great at work, but one day sales are gonna be down one day. Every team experiences a loss from time to time. And if you allow your life to, and, and the value and the worth to be determined by your performance, you will always fall hard when it comes to your life. Our performance is not found, our value and worth is not found in our performance. Our value and our worth is found in what he has done in our life. Don't fall for the performance lie. Don't fall for the performance lie. Don't, not only don't fall for the performance lie, don't fall for the possession lie. I am based on what I wear. I am based on what I have. I am based on what I've accumulated in life. That is a lie from the pits of hell. I'm preaching the same way now with a tag horror watch when I preached when I only had a $20 clearance at Sears outlet 10 years ago. This watch don't make who I am. My shirt don't make who I am. God makes me who I am. Can somebody shout amen? I'm not, whether I'm driving a 300,000 mile Toyota 4Runner or I'm driving a 2014 Infiniti or one day driving a Bugatti, it don't matter what I'm driving. That car does not make me. God forms me and he has fashioned me in his image and in his likeness. Don't fall for the lie of the possession. If I get this house, man, we'll get it. If I get this job, I'll be this. If I get this, then I will become this. No, you will become who God has called you to become when you connect to him and what he has said about you. Don't fall for those lies. Don't fall for those ghost stories. Don't listen to that lie the enemy. The devil can't create anything. He is a liar. God is the only one that is a creator. See, here's the thing that you got to realize. Speaking is just not communicating. Speaking is also about creating. Get this. Speaking is just not a form of communication. But speaking is how God formed creation. And you can create a new world when you start speaking life based on God's word that he has already spoken over your life. I just need a word from God. I just need a word. Pastor Mark, I just need a word for God. Read your word then. He has spoken everything you need about your life. You want, pro, you want all these prophets to speak over you? And man, thank God we have them. But at the end of the day, God says, read your word and you can achieve everything and know it. You can have it. It's that my yoke is easy. The Bible, my, my burden is really light. You don't have to walk confused. You don't, walk, you don't have to walk disgruntled. You don't have to walk broken. You don't have to walk with your head down. No, you can walk bold and you can walk courageous based on what you believe right now when it comes to who you're listening to and who's pouring into your life. Don't fall for the performance lie. You know how easy it could be to fall for that? I don't base my life based on y'all and what you say about me. Pastor Mark, that was a good word. Pastor Mark, that spoke to me. Well, praise God, hallelujah, down the glory. Get baptized next week. <laughs> because you, there are times, man, where I will bomb a message. And I will go home and eat a pint of ice cream. Because I am a comfort eater. Any comfort eaters in the house this morning? 
I eat a pint because the ice cream I eat, it's, it's expensive. Like Jenny's dairy-free stuff. My wife will come up and she'll say, and I, 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 man, she's my wife, so she's always going to speak great things to me. And she'll say things like, man, babe, that was a good word. Of course you're always going to say that. You're my wife. You're ride or die. But I got to get my mind. I can't change those circumstances, but I will change my perspective. And I'm going to get back at this. And I'm going to hit a home run for Jesus Christ because I know he is forming out against me. The same spirit that raised, from, raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me. The same spirit that raised Lazarus lives inside of me. The same spirit that broke the bread and broke the fish lives inside of me. The same spirit that spoke and eyes were healed. The same spirit that spoke and demons were rebuked. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that took him from the grave lives inside of me. I'm going back at this because I know who I am. I know who I am. And these are the declarations I will speak. I will not listen to ghost stories. I will not allow fear to intimidate me, but I will speak God's word over me. I say this because of last night was probably one of the most profound moments as a father ever. We're leaving the bingo and um, Grace is like, Dad, can I walk? Can I drive with you? And no one else. I'm like, all right. Well, normally they always fight who they want to ride with. They love riding with Daddy because Daddy lets them get anything at their gas station, you know. But this time it was different. This time it was different. As we're sitting, Gracie's looking out the window. She just starts weeping and crying. And, and as a father, I'm like, what, what? I'm thinking, what broke her heart? She starts crying. I'm like, babe, you okay? She goes, I'm just thinking of all the blessings God has given us. I started breaking. <laughs> I was like, what? And she started naming every blessing, our dogs, our house, the cars, all this stuff. And then she started naming the things that we've done to help certain people in our church and outside of our church. And she is just tearing up and I'm tearing up because I'm like, I see God's heart out of my nine-year-old girl. This is, this is my world. I, I love what God does to you, but I love what God does to my baby girl, my baby boy. And I'm hearing her talk about God, and she says, Dad, I want to be just like you, but younger. I was like, what do you mean younger? I want to do it now. I was like, what? I want to mentor and disciple now. Uh, so when we started talking about mentoring, discipling, I was like, it's, it's all in how you live. It's all in how you respond. It's all in how bold and fierce you are for declaring Christ. That's it. You don't have to go to seminary. You don't have to be 20, 30, 40, 50 years old to preach. You can do it right now. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm tearing, hold on, please, 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 please. I'm sitting there trying to talk to her. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me. I love you just like you love her. And I started thinking, I haven't spoke to her about discipleship. I have never spoken to her about mentorship. But something about the way we have been living, the things that we've been declaring, 
the things that we have made our focal point in our life, she has seen and she has heard. It has affected her thoughts. Those thoughts have affected her heart. And from the abundance of her heart, she is speaking life. There is nothing wasted with God. Someone shout, there is nothing wasted with God. I don't care how long you've been in sin. I don't care how long you've been believing for breakthrough. God is an on-time God. You don't have to wait for the right people. Be at the right place at the right time. God is an on-time God. I say God is an on-time God. And if you believe you got to be with the right people and be at the right place, it will always be about performance. If you always believe you got to be with the right people in the right place, it'll always be about possessing. And you'll forget the promises of God when they don't look like what God has spoken into your life, Joseph. You're going to be a ruler of so many people, and then your family betrays you. David, you're going to be the next king, and then his father overlooks him. Esther, you're going to deliver people, but all these people on my team, on my staff, are trying to annihilate everyone and genocide them all. It doesn't matter what they say. What I say can turn it around. When I speak, I can make what you see completely opposite of what they see. I'm going to end with this statement and I'm done way beyond my time. There's a story in, Gen- There's a story in the Old Testament about King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah gets a word literally from God, you're going to die. You're going to die. What kind of word to get from God? I got a pro- you know, Pastor Dylan comes up, starts prophesying, I got a word for you. God says, you're going to die. I'm never coming back to that church. <laughs> That's literally what happened. Isaiah comes and says, God gave me this word, you're going to die. You know what King Hezekiah does? Even though he hears this word, this person speak, he does something completely different. He starts praying. He starts crying up before God. Cries for almost 24 hours and fast and prays. The next morning, something miraculous happened. And the word of God came to the messenger of God. And the messenger came to King Hezekiah and said, God has heard your word and seen your tears. He has granted you 15 years because of your prayers. What happened? He boldly and fiercely believed. And because he did, his words created life. Literally. I don't know what you see is dead right now, but your words can change the condition and the direction of your life and others around you. But right now, would everybody stand to your feet? Do you believe? Do you believe that God wants to save you? Do you believe that God wants to redeem you? Do you believe that God not only wants to save you, but he has a purpose to make you a world changer, a planet shaker, and a city taker? Would you just bow your heads all across this place?